So we all have a moment of truth, a moment when we have to be honest with ourselves about what it is we really want and really answer the question, am I willing to rise to the occasion to get what I want? Usually that means we've got to put behind us old habits, old behaviors, old choices, and lean into what aligns with what we want. More than that, we have to be consistent. We also have to take risk. If we want to build a life that we love, we've got to get out of our own way. And today we have an amazing conversation that's going to encourage you to go for your dreams. Now let's get into it. For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. I often found myself shrinking to fit in, settling for what was comfortable and even selling myself short. Once I finally accepted that we deserve success and we are blessed with the power to achieve it, I stopped playing small. I'm serious about building a life I love and you should be too. I'm Denise Taylor of DeniseTaylor.live and welcome to Embrace Your Power. I help women prioritize themselves, their success, and their happiness. Now let's meet this week's achiever whose story will inspire you to embrace your power and go. Well, hello there. It's Denise Taylor here, and you know I'm always excited to have you join me right here on Embrace Your Power. Now, this is the place where I always encourage you. In fact, you can count on me to encourage you to build a life that you love. You see, I believe that God has given you power to do it. He gave you power, and with that power, when we embrace it, we can be, do, have, and achieve anything we want. Now, I believe you'll be divinely inspired to go after those things that God wants to partner with you to accomplish. But here is the benefit for us when we do that. We will experience satisfaction and fulfillment from the inside out, and I have to tell you, that feels real good. Now, Every week, I look forward to Thursday because that is treat day. That is the day that I know I will get to connect with you. I believe this connection that we have is powerful, and I hope that it is helping you accelerate your success. You see, I believe that partnership accelerates progress, but strategic relationships always accelerate success. Now, around these parts, we believe in the success superpowers, and there's five of them. I'm going to recap them, but I invite you to visit my website, successsuperpowers.live to learn more. Now, number one is see yourself successful. We've got to do that. We've got to envision ourselves accomplishing the things that we want to do. Number two is shake off fear. It's inevitable that you'll feel fear, but fear should not paralyze you. Number three is do the work. We have to put our hands to the plow, but it comes with the promise. God will bless the work of our hands. And number four is take care of you. That is so important. In fact, what I am discovering more and more is self-care is about opening ourselves up to receive. And number five is hold fast to our faith. This journey is going to be full of days of contradiction, but I want you to be able to persevere and be resilient. Now, I go deeper on the video, so I invite you to check it out. Again, the website is www.successsuperpowers.live. 
Now, today I feel so encouraged. I feel encouraged because I trusted myself to go after what it is I really wanted. For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. I wanted more even though my experiences were great. And being able to lean into that took me recognizing that something had to change. And I had to be willing to trust myself, trust my instincts, and trust God to go for what my heart's desires were. Now, my heart's desires is to help women build a life that they love. That is what I show up to do. That is how I show up to serve. I want to see you achieve success on your own terms. I want to see you experience fulfillment because I know that is a game changer. So if you find yourself in the seat of wanting more, I want you to really lean into that thing that I felt too, which was something has to change. Now, I put a short video together that I just want to empower you with. So visit my website, www.somethinghastochange.live. It's just something to help encourage you in your journey and really inspire you to lean into what it is that you want. When we come back, I will introduce the phenomenal guest this week. You are going to be so encouraged by her testimony and story. And I'll see you in just a bit. Well, I don't know if you've heard the news, but I want you to know I have a brand new podcast and I want to invite you to take a listen. I'm the good thing. The podcast is the place where we unpack life wisdom. We pray, we affirm, and most of all, we discover our true beauty, our worth, and our power. You see, I'm all about helping women build a life they love, and I know that begins with us believing everything good about who we are. Now, the format of I'm the Good Thing is a bit different. While it's a sister podcast to Embrace Your Power, it is a bite-sized version of life-winning wisdom to help you change the game. These five-minute episodes are designed for you to be able to listen while you do your makeup or listen while you have your coffee or even listen on the drive into work. I want you to energize your day in a God kind of way. And I'm the good thing is the motivation you need. New episodes release on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays to help you power through the week. Now take a listen to I'm the good thing and be encouraged in your journey. Well, this week's Achiever is going to encourage and empower you with her fantastic story and testimony. It is my honor and privilege to welcome Sharkika Miller-McIntyre to Embrace Your Power. Now, she's a real estate broker and property manager in North and South Carolina. She assists her clients with brokerage services, but she's very passionate about making sure they understand how to build wealth through real estate. 
She also leans into helping them with credit and budgeting and savings. She brings a total wealth package to all of her clients. But more than that, she has such an empowering story of really leaning in to her gifts, talents, and abilities, trusting her instincts, and going for her dreams. It's my honor to welcome her, and I believe you are going to enjoy this incredible conversation. So one of the things I'm really excited about in this season is the opportunity to bring some true game-changing women to the virtual stage. This is going to be an incredible conversation because this is a story of someone who went after their dreams, who did the work, who embraced their power, and truly are now helping other people to do the same. So I have had the opportunity to go to a holiday gathering for a few years now. It's put on by Karad Properties. And so I have been around Sharkika, but I haven't really had a tremendous amount of conversation with her. But this holiday event, as she stood up front and started to tell a little bit about the story of how the business started and how it's grown, I knew instantly I wanted to have her join me here so that we can all be inspired by the courage that she's shown, by the way that she continues to build community. It's just incredible. So it is absolutely my honor to welcome you, Shakika, to this episode of Embrace Your Power. And I know we have so many nuggets to pull out of your life experience, your work experience, and just what you're doing as a community advocate as well. So do me a favor and introduce yourself to everyone. Wow. Um, I always have a challenge with that. I, I don't know what to incorporate, but I am Sharkika Miller McIntyre. Um, I am a wife of 21 years. I have four extraordinary children. Um, I'm a grandma of two doggies. Um, and professionally, I'm a licensed realtor in North Carolina and South Carolina. And I also serve as a consultant and a coach um, for individuals, women specifically, that are looking to grow generational wealth through real estate. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. I will tell you when I went out to spend some time just taking more of you in through your bio, it was hard to pick out where to anchor in. And I love that you show up with all you bring to the table to serve others, not to just serve your clients from a professional standpoint, but also to serve your community and to serve those up and coming as well. And so that creates legacy. And I refer to you as a real estate mogul. In my opinion, you are doing the thing. So tell us a little bit about that journey and what your career was like. Oh, wow. Um, first of all, I never, ever thought that this would be a career for me. Um, you know, you and I had the conversation, but my husband and I, I purchased my first house at 25. So I just tell people that's kind of where I fell in love with the process. Um, and that, I believe, is one of the things that I, I, I like to share with people when you are buying the home for the first time. Your partner matters. You know, who your professional is, it matters so much. But um, that is where my love, I think, for real estate and home ownership and investing just it started. 
Within about four years, my husband and I was actually investing in real estate. Um, and I make this joke because I owned a boutique here in Charlotte uh, at the time, or at the time I did. And I was on a panty run. Um, I tell the story all the time, going to Victoria's Secrets um, in January for their sale. And I saw a flyer and the flyers was labeled each one, teach one. And it just so happened a woman on the flyer looked like me. And then I recognized her. She was one of my uh, previous executives at a financial institution that I had previously worked at. Um, and I called her. And so she was the catalyst for helping my husband and I invest. And through that process, um, when it was time for me to make a decision on uh, going back to work after I had my first child, um, well, I actually got my license in between that time, but I made a decision that real estate was something I at least wanted to explore mm -hmm. uh, and to make you guys laugh. I actually took the real estate test class, excuse me, at eight months pregnant. Mm -hmm. I was literally eight months pregnant when I took the first class. Um, unfortunately, I failed it the first time, but that was okay. I got back on the horse and, and took the class again. Um but from that moment, I kind of knew the two people I wanted to serve. I wanted to serve individuals that wanted to make home ownership a reality for them, mm -hmm. um, specifically in our community um, and people that looked like me. That was a big thing for me. But I also wanted to help people build generational wealth because when I started, I didn't know anybody that looked like me that was doing that type of thing, even though I know they existed. I just didn't have that. We didn't have social media back then. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I just didn't know that. And so for me, that's been a, a huge drive is just letting people know that they can achieve or start the process of building generational wealth through real estate. So I think that that speaks to your courage. Um, when you start talking about doing things eight months pregnant, you know, many of us look for just a little bit of an excuse as to why we can't show up and do something. And I think that is one of the things that makes a difference when you start looking at people who are achieving success. We don't allow ourselves to stumble over the obstacles. We figure out how to navigate through and we give ourselves to the process of it, even if it means we have to stretch. And that's what I hear you saying all throughout this story is that you had a willingness to just say, I'm going to stretch and go for it and give myself the opportunity, even in failing the, the class the first time and then going back to take it again. So the journey isn't like it's been this cakewalk journey for you. You've had to face some things and you had to overcome some things. Where did that tenacity come from? I would say both my mother and my father. Uh, my father is a veteran, um, retired from the post office, um, but he also has this um, entrepreneur spirit that's just amazing for me to, to watch. And my mother is just, she is just, she's everything, like just amazing. She's a giver. Um, and so between the two of them, I feel like I get those qualities, a, a great blend from both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of that does show up in our DNA, you know, because I can think back to a lot of the things that I see myself showing up strong in. I can find it in prior family members or I can find it as this thread of something that was always around. So when you think about this entrepreneurial journey and you think about how you kind of transitioned into that and made the choice of saying, hey, I want to be able to spend more time with my children. I want to have ownership for my schedule. I want to leap into this opportunity to own a business. What was that decisioning like for you and your family? Well, first of all, I never thought I would own a business. So I just want to, I like to make that clear. Um, 
when my husband and I discussed me going to real estate school at eight months pregnant, it was three, just three goals, literally. One was, of course, to own my own time, um, to be able to navigate life as I, I chose to. So I needed to find something that would allow me to do that. Um, secondly, I really wanted to be able to make sure um, I could be a helpmate, right? Like I, I wanted to, you know, have some money there on the side. I wasn't looking to, to make a whole lot. And I tell people all the time, I only wanted to make 40000 And I say only because now I understand how small that number was it sounded great then, but in the grand scheme of things, like, wow. So God has really blessed me to be able to do all of those things. And then I just wanted to help some other people again, this, to be on the same journey that we were both on, my husband and I were on. Um, and that was it. So I never thought business, I never thought career, it wasn't it wasn't a plan. Um, but six months after I got my broker's, my license, my broker actually said to me, hey, I'm getting ready to sell my you know, real estate firm, I'm selling it to these particular individuals. They need a broker in charge. Would you like to step up to the plate? Now, here I am six months in the game, had only been in corporate America, maybe three, four years. Um, I had my first degree, didn't even have my second degree as of yet. Um, and I took on the role. Like I said, okay, okay, no problem. I'll do it. Uh, and it's so crazy because, you know, at 29, 30 years old, that person, of course, looks a little bit different because now I got to write everything out. I got to figure it out. I got to balance it, do my pros and cons. You know, we got to run it across the different people. But I jumped right in. Um, and then from that point is where the business part. OK, this could be a career. OK, I could really make more than forty thousand dollars. I could see me having this five, 10 years down the road. Um, and then we were blessed two and a half years later that particular company that purchased the firm originally decided they wanted to retire. And so they gave my husband and I first right of refusal. So then we became owners. Mm -hmm. So it, it was never really a plan. Um, it was God's plan. It was never in my plan. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really how that journey started. And then it was like, oh, shucks, I own it. What now what? Like, oh, okay, we got to do this. Mm -hmm. um, but it was never really just set in stone. I want to own a business. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. It never crossed my mind. You know, it's interesting how over time we layer in more checks and balances for all the right reasons, right? But in our youth, call it crazy, you know, call it uh, naive, but we do just kind of go with some things. And in your particular case, that opened a door up for not just you, but your family. It opened the door up that now allows you to create this legacy through your business and partnership with your husband that you didn't have any insight was even going to be the case, but you weren't afraid to say yes. And I think if we can allow ourselves that opportunity to lean into what we feel like we're being led to do and lean into opportunities, I often tell my kids, go as far as favor will take you, right? Like it's no reason to say no now because nothing really changes for you. So take the next step. And I love how you just kind of jumped in the pool of it all and said, I am willing to learn. But tell me what was hard about that journey, you know, being thrusted in there that way looking back I don't think anything at that moment felt hard I know that that may not sound it feels harder now mm. it feels harder because I understand the depth of ownership I understand the responsibility um there's a weight that's carried that I didn't know 
was there, you know, at 29, 30 years old. Um, I think my challenge was I was so new to all of it, to being a business owner, to being a, a real estate broker. And at that time, I didn't have a lot of individuals that I could um, go to and have conversations. And I remember I reached out to a lot of people and for whatever reason, the connections were not uh, were not made, which is why I love you so much and um, watching the community that you're building and why you're building that community. Um, so I think that was my biggest challenge. But looking back, I never really questioned if I was doing something right or something wrong because I just felt like this is the journey I'm supposed to be on and it's going to be a learning curve. Now, today, again, looks different. So as I'm starting new things, it's like, uh-oh, you know, do I need to reconcile this? Do I need to ask this person this question? I'm a lot more timid, which I'm really trying to break out of. So, you know, so don't think that, you know, because I did it one time, it makes it much easier. Um, and the layering has happened. We have three additional kids now that we didn't have, you know, certain responsibilities that we didn't have. Um, but I never looked at it as a hard journey. I looked at it as a, a challenge, but I was always up for it. Like I'm, I was ready. I've always been ready. Well, I think I was built to be ready for this particular journey, but um, I don't think it was hard. I just think it was a decision that I had to make like, okay, this is new. Um, and either I'm going to sink or I'm swimming. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, I just decided that I would swim. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things as you were talking that I get a real strong sense of that many women struggle with, and I love that it's peppered all the way through. And that is a willingness to prioritize you. You had a willingness to say, here are the things I want. Here are the terms I want them on. I want to be able to manage my own time. I want to be able to lean into flexibility. I want to be able to be there for my kids the way that I, you know, that I desire. A lot of us really struggle with prioritizing ourselves in that way. We may speak like that's what we want, but we don't really make decisions and choices that align with that. And the beauty of what has kind of been a main theme, at least from what I sense, is that you always had a good sense of prioritizing you and what you wanted in your decisions and what, and, and even betting on yourself in this process. How was that nurtured? Is that something that came from your parents or was that nurtured in other ways as well? I think it's a combination of both. And I will tell you, I have to work often. And we just talked about the fact that I had my life coach session this morning. Um, I do have to work on prioritizing me. However, my priorities as it relates to my family and the things that I want for them, that's always forefront for me. Um, and that, of course, happens when you, you're you married and you have, you know, especially multiple children. So me at 25 to 30, of course, looks different now at 47, 48 years old. Um, but what I can say is my parents really instilled my confidence, my strength in me, and I I just have to say, my husband is amazing. Like he is someone that has supported me, um, even when he can't see it, like he, he just, just cannot see it when he sees that I have the drive and the tenacity to go after. And I can almost help him understand, maybe not visualize, but maybe understand a little bit. Um, 
he's just 100% behind me. And so I think for me, that's been the biggest thing. And my kids have, have kind of followed. Um, they've all grown up in, in this process. My my girls are 18, 14, and 11. They only know this side of me. My son is uh, 28. So he knows, you know, a little bit different me in corporate America, that type of thing. Um, and they're very supportive. Like they are hands down. This is what mommy has to do today. This is what she has to do this week. These are her goals. This is what our life is going to look like, you know, for a minute while she's trying to figure this out. And I don't think I would have been able to do any of this without that support system. Or to, I'll take that back. I may have been able to do it, but not in the manner in which it has been done. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely give kudos to, to parents, family, um, my husband, and certainly my kids. That's awesome. So as I was checking out your bio, I learned just how invested you really are in your clients and what you desire for them and how when you're talking about helping them build wealth and helping them seek real estate ownership, like you are really making the experience of engaging with you incorporate all of that. And you called out a couple of themes that were important that you wanted to always ensure sure were infused in the process beyond just buying a house, right? So one of the ones that stuck out, now I'll I'll take us through them all as we unpack them, but one of the ones that stuck out, especially which doesn't necessarily seem like this is what my broker or my realtor would be talking to me about, is this reinforcement of freedom from debt, right? Because you're trying to make a sale or a transaction that would move someone into a debt position, if you will, when you are walking them through this and helping them to understand the power of this, how are you helping to unlock that reinforcement of freedom from debt? Well, first of all, you have to look at it from a perspective. There's good debt and there's bad debt. Mm -hmm. Um, Good debt is something that could bring you equity um, in the future. It's an investment that you are making. Um, So that's one side of it. My clients that are some of my clients, I won't say many, but some of my clients that are coming to me, they are experiencing bad debt. They're experiencing the type of debt that's a stronghold on them that's keeping them from making good investments or having opportunities to do certain things. And I'll give you um, a really good example. If someone is carrying thirty, fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt, it it puts them in a situation where one, they may not be able to purchase a house, right? They also may not be able to launch a business because in the back of their mind, they have to stay in a position that might not be something they want to stay into because they got to pay the bills. They may not be able to um, go back to school. They may not be able to help their child in school. And so my thought process is as I'm having conversations with people, and I learned this when I was going through my own home buying process, what good is it for me to carry this type of debt? What good is it even for me to carry a $50,000, $60,000 car payment? What what really is that doing? Now, if you want that, that's fine. Like, there's no problem with that. But when you are looking at how am I going to build, what's keeping you from doing that? And unfortunately, these are the things that that keep us from doing that. And I'll, I'll go further and people may or may not agree with me. I am not 100%. You got to go to college you got to get these student loans to get into college because I understand what that looks like when you get out of college. You know, you got fifty, a hundred thousand dollars in 
you know, loan debt and your first job may only be paying you 50, 50 to $60,000 if that coming out and you have this huge payment that now is going to impact your ability to buy your first home, right? We all know you can get a car, right? You can pretty much get a card, however, whenever, if that's what you want. Houses are a little bit different. So I just tell people to to really evaluate their situation and make a determination on what, what they're carrying, the load that they're carrying. And I always, I forget the, the Bible verse, so please don't nobody, you know, get on Denise about this and don't inbox me. Um, but there's a Bible verse that actually talks about um, being a slave to debt. Because you are working, you know, to pay this off. That's what you're getting up to do. By the time you get your check, it's gone. And so I just like to have that conversation with people to say, look, you don't have to live like that. You don't have to. And, and sidebar, I have one card. I have several credit cards. I have one card that I use, business and personal, and I pay it off every month, like every month. It it bothers me to carry debt because I understand what if I can't work next week? What if I don't sell no house? I, I can't afford to carry. I just can't afford to carry it. Um, and I also can't afford to let my credit go bad either. Um, so I like to just have those conversations and, and it's a real conversation. The thing is when you look at why you spent 30 to $50,000, if it's, you know, Walmart, uh, Target, gas, food, uh, American Airlines, we just have to talk about it. And I just like having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that pays it forward in a way that's helping people, especially those who have a chance to sit on the other side of the table from you with what I call life wisdom, because oftentimes we only know what we know. We haven't had people who are in position to be able to have these types of conversations with us. And everything that you just shared, I'm just going to say amen to, because I am of that same perspective and mindset as well. Those types of practices, unfortunately, are not the types of things that are happening in a lot of homes. And so when people are thrusted out there, they're trying to navigate with these new things that they have an opportunity to get and they don't really know how to manage them well. And it's so funny because as you were talking about, you know, the expenses versus the paycheck, that's what the young people call adulting these days. <laughs> and my kids are remind me all the time mom adulting is overrated it's right. so overrated <laughs> so, so stay a child as long as you can <laughs> they go right back in the home mode as soon as they get past the threshold here at the house but I 100% agree and I really love that you are layering that type of conversation into working with your clients and helping them to understand principles of wealth. And the next one is just as important and it really speaks to what you said about I use my card but I pay my card, right? And that's understanding how credit works. So help us understand it, unpack that a little bit. Um for me, well, for me, I use it. Let me just give you history. So my father is not credit at all. All my life, my dad has been full cash. So I don't care what it is. It's full outside of a, actually one of his homes was paid for. I got to sell it cash. Um, and so my mom, on the other hand, no credit knowledge. No. So I kind of fell in the middle. 
So by the time I got to college, I did exactly what you just said. I, I did some things that were not as wise because I didn't understand. And so I didn't get it, get it until I was purchasing my house for the first time. And I had someone that talked to me the same way I'm talking um, to you. And I had to do some things to make sure I was in position to purchase a house, even though I did it early. So be clear. I just happened to learn early all of these things. For me, I use my card the way I use it one because I like my points. So that, that's that's my big thing. But I also understand that in order to build my credit and to maintain my credit, I do have to use it. Um, and I use it wisely. And for me, that is making sure that I'm not carrying, again, thousands of dollars that could later impacts me. Because if I do, I have to pretty much be able to say, I know I'm going to be able to pay this off in two months. I know I'm going to be able to pay this off in three months. And not everybody can do that. And we and some people have that thought. They want to. They have a desire to. But things happen and they can't, which then impacts their credit, impacts their credit scores because they can't pay. They're, you know, they're going late. Or you get to a situation where you're trying to do something incredible like buy your first home and you just can't because your debt load is so heavy or you can't purchase what you don't have the purchasing power because this debt is still there. Um, so I'm really big on helping people understand how to use credit, when to use credit, um, when absolutely not to use credit, you know? And I think- DoorDash is one of them times that you should- Oh, no, absolutely. no, absolutely. Right. <laughs> and I tell you, if you, I, I tell my, especially my younger people, I say, look at your credit card statement. Do an annual review of your credit card statement. If your a credit card allows you to do an annual review, just look at, look at the little map, the pie. When you see, you know, $5,000 is going out to eat, that's that's pretty big. If you see, you know, $20,000 is straight vacation and you're still carrying that $20,000, I'm not telling you not to vacation. I'm just saying maybe we should figure out what your budget should look like so you can save the money so that you can vacation, so that you're not carrying it over. And you might find you can vacation even more, right? Um, so I just... I really just want people to not be in a situation where they're burdened by the things that they can control. Mm, I love that phrase. I really love it. Money management to me, no matter how much you have, it's in, it's in your control. Like, so that's just my overall premise when it comes to helping people understand. Um, and especially when you align it with your goals, I think money can do some great things and people have just chosen for whatever reason, normally because of education um, and just have some challenges around that. Mm-hmm. All right. And the last one in that trio is a lifestyle of a balanced budget. Yeah. Um, if you only make a thousand dollars and you're spending two thousand dollars. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Um, and right now, because of the access to so many people, and I love social media, but there is a concept that people are out here just doing it up. They're doing the thing, right? But it's how they're doing it, you know, possibly. And people are trying to to match that and their budget doesn't match that. Um, and so what I tell people is you can have the life that you want based on what you, what you have. And I think there's two things that I have challenges with one, when it comes to young people, I have a challenge with people, with young people leaving the nest too early mm-hmm. without an understanding of that, just because they graduated from college doesn't mean they're ready to, to live on their own. Um, 
older people. Um, you ever you ever found a, a older people and they they know like a senior citizen that's just getting a, a, a you know just a, a base check social security. They know what they got. They know what they have to spend. And I feel like as individuals, we should be living within a budget where you're not spending more than probably thirty five to forty percent of your income mm-hmm. um, on everything. If you work every day, you should be enjoying it. And I don't think people really look at the money that they have and can say, I know where this is going. I know where this $10 is going. I know where this $20 is going at all times. And I think that's huge. And a lot of that comes with credit cards and check cards because it's easy to swipe, you know, and it's like, okay, I'll look at it later or my check card. Oh, I think I have a thousand dollars in there. I'll just spend it. And now you only have 200 and you hadn't thought about where it's coming from. So I'm very big on budgets. Um, I'm very big on sitting down annually and by the month and saying, this is the money that we have. This is what we're going to do with it. And then putting those money in buckets um, to make it all make sense. That is so powerful. And I just love that you're passionate about it and the space that you're in, you're plugged in to really help people launch off into accomplishing not only the wealth building piece of it, but also the home ownership piece. And I think it's just amazing how you're bringing it together. So thank you for showing up that way. And thank you for doing that. Now, one of the things that is a sub theme to this, and I'm going to just have you talk about it a little bit, simply because I know it takes a lot to be in business and in partnership with your mate. There's a lot of demand that is put on business owners. And when you are saying we're doing this together, it puts a little bit of pressure on you individually, you professionally, and you as your uh, spouse or you as your mate in trying to do it together. So marriage and business is an interesting combination. And you guys have been doing it since at least 2008, where you're arm in arm leading uh, the, the organization that you have, the team that you have, and everybody that's working with you. Tell us a little bit of the insight that comes from working together with your husband. Um, it has been interesting. I don't think we, again, we didn't think about it. So it wasn't like it was something planned. So it's definitely been a journey, um, a learning curve, and we learn every day. Um, one of our biggest things is that we've tried to compartmentalize the business is so that it doesn't flow over. And that's hard. Like that is really, really hard. Um, in fact, one of the things I'm working on with my life coach is when I wake up in the morning that my business mind doesn't automatically turn on because sometimes it does. And I'm like, oh, honey, before I say, good morning, sweetheart, how are you? It's like, oh, did you, did we, uh, who, who, what client, you know, how does that work? And so, um, for us, I really think it's about making sure that we're able to, to shut off, um, which has been a, you know, that's a challenge, um, shut off and then take time away. And we spend a lot of time together. So we're, you know, in the, on the road a lot, uh, from the business perspective and personal time together. Um, but we've, we've tried to manage it and, and just talking, just talking it out. And sometimes like, I don't want to hear it. And sometimes he's like, I don't want to hear it. We had dinner. I don't want to hear it. It's too early in the morning. Don't ask me that. Ask me tomorrow. It's Sunday. We're not going to talk about that right now. Um, and so that's the, that's the, that's the thing. And we both appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be the challenge with some people is that there is no shut off. Mm-hmm. There is never a shut off. Mm-hmm. 
And and we have tried really hard to to make it a shut off. That that's a that's a good nugget. Um, even for those of us who are entrepreneurs and you're not in business together, that entrepreneurial brain, because you're not on the traditional clock, you just keep going and going and going. And you do have to figure out how to set some limits so that it doesn't fully consume you. And I love that your husband is like, honey give me a minute, you know, like I'm not talking about that today. I love that he is allowing those type of boundaries to come in and you're receptive to it. Cause I'm telling y'all might be like, what you mean? We ain't talking about it today. You could be taken very offensively. And so I would imagine that it is a work in progress, right? That you have to continue to allow yourself to grow in that to be able to give one another grace and to also recognize when I might be taking it too far. I might be too demanding in this way or asking too much of the moment because I want to keep going with it and you ready to, you know, dial it down. Yeah. And so, and I think one of the, there's two things that we do that we both kind of appreciate. So we come home at different times and when I first started doing it, I would know when actually when he first started doing it, I was like, what you outside doing? And I realized he was getting his quiet time before he came in house. So he needed to digress, which allowed me to say, okay, he's outside. He's sitting in the car. He's on the phone. He's doing whatever for his 30, you know, his 30 minutes, whatever. I don't need to have a conversation with him when he comes in the door. And so we flip flop. Same thing with me. I pull in the driveway. Nobody can talk to me. Like, don't come to the car. Kids included. Don't come to the car. Don't do anything. Give me time to just kind of. And then when I get in the house, let's not have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have date days, which are more business e, um, where we say, OK, we're going to do Monday. We're going to do Friday. And and within this, we can definitely have a conversation about business, you know, big things. Mm-hmm. Um, higher level types of things. But the day to day should be nine to five, just like everything else. And when it flows over, it really is a matter of both of us saying, you know what? Okay. Um, but I will give kudos to to my husband because when I'm in my zone, he definitely can see that I'm in my zone and it's like, okay, let, let's just knock this out and get it over with. Um, but I also try to respect when he's in, he is, and, and we're not going to have this. I'm not going to have this conversation when, you know, I'm looking at football. I know it just popped up in your mind, but we're not going to have this conversation right now. And and I have to, you know. That happened to me the other day. They were downstairs watching football and I came in like, did you see I changed the plants pots? (laughs) My daughter was like, what? What are you talking about, mom? And so you're right. We can be in a completely different place. I'm not even paying attention that y'all are into this game. I just want to know, did you notice I changed the pots on the plants? (laughs) And I I will say someone gave, I didn't know for like years, you could put your phone and do not disturb. I mean, years, I didn't know that. So when I finally got it several years ago when I finally realized that it's been very helpful because then my mind is kind of slowing by five o'clock it's like okay after five by the time we're in family time I really am not getting the phone calls that would really be like okay we got to have a conversation about you know whatever it is and so the office stuff we can do during date time Um, so that's been extremely helpful That's good. Awesome nuggets. I want to talk a little bit about what relationships have you found to be must-haves for yourself to do what you do? Um, Outside of my family, my friends, um, I love me some girl time. 
I don't care how, when, what, or why I have to figure out uh, regularly. Um, probably at least once a month, I have some type of girl time um, that does include trips, uh, spa days, lunches, whatever. Um, and I think it's really good because I have some of the most amazing uh, girlfriends. Mo- many of them are pretty much on the same path that I'm on. Um, several are entrepreneurs, so it makes it, the mindsets are uh, very close. We're all moms, wives, all that good stuff. Um, but just being able to to be that, you know, that girly girl, I, I love it. I, I don't think I could make it definitely without that. Um my business partners are really amazing, meaning the individuals that help us work every day to do the things that we do. Um, I'm very selective about the resources that I provide my clients and my customers. And so over the years, many of the people that um, I have within my circle are people that I've known for years. Um, and they kind of have the same spirit, the same um goal and drive the same vision that I do as it relates to our clients. And so that's very, very important, very important to me. Um, I believe that real estate is so much more than a transaction. It is really built on relationships. And I don't say this to brag in any kind of way, but in 18 years, I probably can count on my hand the number of paid advertisements um, that I've used to to gain clients. Um, and I'm not saying that that's good or bad, but I have just a, a phenomenal referral source um, that has been just an absolute blessing for me. And a lot of that comes, of course, from family or friends, but that's huge to me. That speaks volumes to me that people trust me enough to you know, send their clients to me. Um, and so that's big. So business partners, my girlfriends, my family um, is huge. I have several coaches, as you know, we talked about before. And the most important one for me is my relationship with God. Um, I understand and I can see clearly, and, and I know this is cliche, his footsteps mm-hmm. um, and all of this. And so I really try to make sure that I stay connected in that space um, because if not, it's very easily, especially in a sales environment to kind of veer off and think, you know, you're doing this and your clients come from, you know, all the work that I've done. And I, I don't see it that way. I really feel like I'm on a, on a purpose driven journey um, and real estate just happens to be, you know, how it all happens um, for him. Um, and so that's probably my biggest one. It's it's probably my biggest one and probably the one that I, I struggle with making sure I prioritize because I'm, I'm moving and I'm doing and I'm going and I always have to make sure that I, I come back to that. That's awesome. All of those relationships are so valuable and even the ones that you give yourself to. So as I mentioned at the most recent holiday gathering, I'm sitting there and a young lady came over and she said, hey, you know, then I remembered who she was. She was a part of an e-group that I had uh, facilitated. And I was like, "Okay, like, what are you doing here? You know, and so Lindsay says, well, Shakika is my mentor. And I said, oh, I said, well, do you work at the firm? And she said, no. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, oh. And so I thought it was really interesting because many people would open themselves up 
but they would really only open themselves up for those that directly had some affiliation or accountability to them. And what I thought was valuable when I later came to you and said, hey, I saw Lindsay and she said, you're, you're, you're her mentor, was that you were willing to open yourself up to serve up and coming agents in this space, whether they were connected to you or not. And that to me was powerful because oftentimes people just want to feed their own farm, if you will, as opposed to really being available to serve those who need to plug in. So what is mentoring like for you and what made you want to pay it forward? Um, Representation. That's that's big for me. Um, As I stated, when I first got started, Started, especially being that I'm our brokerage is dual real estate brokerage as well as a property management firm. And so as I stated earlier, I did not have um many people that I felt like I could go to that looked like me um initially in the business. I have uh one person, Deidre Johnson with Black Bear Realty, that we've we've been in this together and we've learned together, and she's amazing. Um but I just didn't have a lot of individuals that I could call and say, hey, this is what's going on. Can you help me? Can you walk me through that? And property management was the same way. And so a lot of my mentors in property management, um, I'll just say it, older Caucasian men that were mentoring me. Most of my investors originally looked just like that. Um, and so for me, as I realized this was going to be my thing now, like this is real, this is a career. I just said, you know, if I can be of help to anybody, because um, this isn't an easy business, you know, it looks easy, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all of these things, TikTok, I'm not on TikTok, by the way, um, it makes it look really easy. Like we're just out here selling and, you know, making money and, you know, driving nice cars and showing, you know. $50 million houses. And it's not that way. And so whatever I can do to help somebody, because what I understand is that the opportunity to do this, just like any kind of sales environment, it opens a door for you. It opened a door for me to say, I can make six figures. I can make seven. Like I, I can, that can happen for me. Mm-hmm. So when I look at other people that want that, I want to be open to them. I want to talk to them. And I think a lot of it um, just has to do with my desire to see more people that look like me in a position of building generational wealth, building their own legacy, helping other people. Um, and so whatever I can do to do that, I'm I'm pretty much open to that. And I, I don't do it, you know, broadcast it a lot. So, um, but those that I work with one-on-one, um, are generally individuals that's having some kind of challenge and just trying to pivot into especially full-time brokerage because that can be a challenge um, and working with the whole mindset um, and helping them really just understand that, you know, if this is their path, they got to go all in in it. And it's just some actions that they need to take. And I have a um, my consulting firm, which is Divas Doing Real Estate. Um, Divas is an acronym and it stands for Distinguished Individuals on a Victorious Ascent to Success some of us need to realize that we're first distinguished individuals, right? Like that's who we are outside of any other thing. That's who we are. And I think we're all on a journey to success in different manners. Um, And I just want to help bring that out for people. And so where I can do that, I'm, I'm open. That's awesome. That That's just completely powerful. The one last question I have for you is this. What's your best advice for women who secretly want more, but are struggling 
to face fear in believing in themselves? I think the number one thing for me is that you are a gift to other people. And I think if we figure that out and don't hold that gift inside, um, that it makes it a little bit easier for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Fear and doubt and just that whole mindset, that blockage can be very, very huge. And so to take it off yourself and say, you know what? Um, I kind of referred to God's and the parable about the talents. If, if there is something inside of you that you know, and sometimes we know that we know it, it, it's there, right? It's like this thing, you just got to get it out. But in the back of our mind, it's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, can't do it, can't do it. I feel like if you know you got to get it out to help somebody else, it, it's, it becomes something different. Um, or at least that is, that's how I feel about it. When I know that what I'm holding back is keeping someone else from doing something, then it becomes a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, And just trusting yourself. Like, I don't think we get downloads the way we get downloads for them to go just kind of, you know, get, you know, just weird. Um, I saw a study um, recently and it is, um, I cannot remember the name of the doctor. Oh goodness, I should know this. But the message is the uh, message from water. I don't know if you've seen that, Mm -hmm. but it's basically a study of this um, Asian doctor on, this one is the rice challenge, but it it shows how um, how speaking words can affect this rice. So if you look it up, it's just the craziest thing. It's on YouTube um, and I've seen it a couple of times, but it, it talks about how your words can either make things blossom and, and come together or they can cause it to decay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all the negative talk, the self-doubt, all of that just causes something in us to decay versus speaking it and doing it that would just cause things to blossom whether it manifests in the way that you desire or not just getting it out and doing it is so powerful um and my my other thing with divas doing real estate is divas dream bigger and then they act accordingly Mm -hmm. so we all dream we all have big dreams but it's a matter of acting and we can't really get anywhere if we don't take the first steps so that's my that's all of my spiel on that. That's that's powerful. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm containing myself because I want to be like, yes, yes, and yes, 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 again and again, because we have to get out of our own way. We got to get out of our head. And God is absolutely looking to do something through us. He wants us to be a blessing in the lives of others, but we struggle. We struggle for so many different reasons. And I think if we can go back to take the taking on the courage in the way that you described, we could really make some powerful strides and see some amazing things happen. And so thank you again for sharing that. Now, around these parts, I love tapping into wisdom. So I close out with these three questions just to see what you would tell your younger self. And so here we go. What's your life wisdom? What would you tell your younger self about life if you could? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, I believe that life is life. No matter, it's life. It is what, it, you know, it is what it is. That's the saying we have at the house. It's, it is what it is. It's your choice to either not live it the way you could or should um, or absolutely go out there and live it. And so my younger self, I would really let her know that this is a good thing. <laughs> this is the only one we have. 
<laughs> so all of the things that we choose not to do, um, the decisions that we make, this is all we had. This is the only one we get. This is it. But it's, it's beautiful. Not perfect. That's a different word. Not perfect. But it's beautiful. That's so powerful. Love wisdom. What would you tell your younger self about love if you could? Oh, I would say to allow yourself to experience more of it, especially when it comes to yourself. Um, I don't know what age it starts. I'm not quite sure, but there's like this thing that happens for many of us where it's like, hmm, I'm not sure about her or, you know, oh, what's the deal with her? Or, you know, why does she look like that? Or, you know, any of those things when we don't have that, when we're, you know, when we're younger, like, oh, we're, we're amazing. You know, we come out the one, we're great. Um, and I know that it's societal. I know a lot of that has to do with the environments that we come up in. Um, but I would say to have more love, to experience more love, to allow you to experience more, but definitely to have more for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then finally, happiness, wisdom, what would you tell your younger self about happiness? If you could, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, happiness is fleeting and it's a, it's a choice. Um, joy is something that's internal and it's deep and it's going to stay with you regardless of what your circumstances are. Um, and the sooner you recognize that, the less pressure you have on your whole life and on other people, um, for being able to give you happiness. So yeah, that's my big one. Happiness and joy are two totally different things. And if I had the choice, I'm going to always choose joy. Amazing. You have been such an incredible inspiration today. I always love just reminding us to um, embrace our power. And you're such an incredible example of that. And I want to say that success looks so good on you. And thank you for shining your light and being an example for all of us. Now tell everyone how they can get connected with you, get plugged in. Oh, well, several ways. Um, Divas Doing Real Estate is my Instagram because I'm only on Instagram just as one person. Um, so Divas Doing Real Estate is where I am on Instagram and also the website divasdoingrealestate.com. So that's for coaching and consulting. Um, and that does include home buyers, investors, and brokers um, as well. And then I also have, I'm launching in March a new nonprofit that I'm so excited about called A Home for Her. Um, so that will be coming soon. So you'll see that also on Divas Doing it's a nonprofit um, in partnership with Divas Doing Real Estate. Um, so please go and follow that page. Um, if you are someone that is looking to just um, diminish your doubts on the opportunities that you have in real estate, um, build wealth, please go and subscribe to the website. I have a debt to wealth workbook. Uh, it's a free download, complimentary, but it's great. It talks about savings. It talks about credit. It has a budget already in there for you um, that you can follow a model that you can follow. And then if you're in the North Carolina and Charlotte area and you're looking for some fantastic realtors, um, Carrot Properties, C-A-R-O-D Properties. And we're both on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You know, I keep imagining how much more we can experience and accomplish in life if we would simply get out of our own way. For many years, I kept thinking of every reason why I couldn't go for the things that I wanted. Every reason why I couldn't experience the joy that I wanted. 
every reason why I couldn't live the life that I wanted. And eventually the tipping point came, that moment where I had to make a choice for me and prioritize the things that were important to me. Now that didn't mean I threw the rest of my life out. It just simply meant that I added myself to my top five. You see, when I would look at my list of things to do, I had a lot of busy, I had a lot of good things, but none of them prioritized me. And so I began to make shifts and adjustments so that I fit in to my own priorities. And so here's the thing I'll ask about you, especially when it comes to building a life that you love. How are you prioritizing your needs? And even more than that, what help are you getting? You see, one of the biggest revelations that I have had is that self-care is about receiving. As women, we help a lot of other people accomplish what it is that they are looking to do. In fact, many of us get a real big kick out of doing that. It's almost like this natural high that we get when we can support another person's vision or dream or the work that they are trying to achieve. We are naturally givers. We give out. But the biggest thing that I want us to think about is how are we setting ourselves up to receive? And by virtue of opening ourselves up, to receive means that we have to be willing to accept help. Many of us have been trained. In fact, we've been groomed by women who strong-armed life, who got it done. They showed us independence. They showed us how to make it happen on our own. But in this season, the season of you, the season of prioritizing you, I really want you to begin thinking about what help is going to make a difference for you to truly build a life that you love. And so think about that. Think about the support that will make a difference. Think about the accountability that will make a difference. Think about the wisdom and insight that will make a difference in the possibility of you. This is what gets me so excited about Power Play. This is an opportunity for me to partner with women who are so used to helping other people achieve, make themselves the priority. You see, some of the women who have participated in Power Play, one of the things that I heard them say time and time again is this time, it's about me. This time, I am the important person. And I want that for you. I want you to experience success on your own terms. I want you to blossom into the better version of you. And even more than that, I want you to build a life that you love. And so as we are rounding the corner of open enrollment for power play, I want you to seriously consider what help do you need on the team of you blossoming and becoming your best? I partner with women to help them build a life that they love, where they become the center of attention and they get the help and support that they need to 
be successful. If that's of interest to you, then I invite you to learn more about Power Play right away. You can go to my website, www.powerplaymentor.live. And if you're still struggling in your head, you sense that something needs to change, but you just want to hear a little bit more. I invite you to check out this short video I put together on my website, www.somethinghastochange.live. Take a listen and see if now is the right time for you to make yourself a priority. Thanks for tuning in today and I'll see you next time. Well, that's it, beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Don't ever forget that you are truly blessed with life, love, and all the happiness your heart can hold. Be relentless in building a life you love without apology. I'm Denise Taylor, and you can always find me in our free Facebook community. It's Embrace Your Power, easy to find. Now be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with a friend. And make sure you subscribe so that we can stay connected each week. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He gave us power. So be sure to always embrace your power and go.